welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, this is your host, Fortwan, joined by guest Haru. Roll for initiative. <laughs> Did I show you that, that, that meme I like? This is Null for initiative, because Null's right, right. thing. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is Hunter's Hub. We talk about game stuff. Don't need to go into a long intro. Um, we're going to have a kind of short episode today. We're only really going to do a little bit of what we played this week. We've both been kind of busy. So, yeah. Um, sorry if you like longer episodes, but not a lot happened that we cared to talk about. There was the PlayStation Direct, as we, <laughs> as people call it, or the play, what was it called? Our... The PlayStation State of Play. State of Play. Yeah, I didn't watch it and i didn't hear anything awesome out of it i guess there were some mortal Kombat stuff but i didn't watch it because i was busy yeah they announced some characters <laughs> they showed a, a a better looking trailer for state of state of decay mm. no no no. it's days gone this one it's this zombie game <laughs> Jeez. oh it's it's the it's the biker zombie game yeah <laughs> Get this, you play a middle-aged man in America, and you have a wife, but the wife is dead, and you're sad about that. Hmm. That, hmm. I'm staring expectantly into my into my computer screen, just like, ah, that. Totally original. So... Dropping the bombs. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, I talked a little bit about, um, Sekiro last week as in I had pre-ordered it, but I hadn't got to play it yet because I wanted to finish, um, the game that we're doing for side quest, Devil May Cry. Um, I did finish it. Um, so we'll be ready to record that next weekend. Um, but I got to play Sekiro and I have played almost every Demon Souls, uh, all of the Souls Born or whatever genre that that is the from software editions um i really liked demon souls uh, i wasn't a huge fan of dark souls i didn't like dark souls 2 never played 3 and then i didn't like bloodborne so buying sekiro was not the best idea but it worked out um i really like it so far i have not yet beat the first like level boss is what i'm told it's some dude on a horse um which no one has horses yet so it's kind of hard. What they consider bosses in that game is uh, debatable. Because there's a bunch of bosses. There's, there's mini bosses, and then there's bosses. But the bosses are mostly just, like, guys with swords. Right. Which is, I don't know, that's kind of refreshing in a way, because it's like, hey, this guy is just skilled enough that it can kick your ass, but like, I don't know. Like it gets, it gets kind of out of whack sometimes in demon souls. It's like, Hey, here's like the, the old one who's like, blah, blah, blah. But like you fought like the old something, something like seven times. Like there's different, seven different old, I, it's, it's, it felt nice to be like, Hey, this is a dude who's just really good at what he does. <laughs> um, and not have to go like way out there. Is, uh, so have you gotten past the like the general in, in the field of, of grain or is that the boss you're talking about or so there's um, there's a, a general in the field of grain at the end of the tutorial if that's what you're talking about 
Right, so you're past there. Yes. Um, yeah, I got past there. Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, um, I suck at this game, but I enjoy it a lot because, well, I died very quickly, but uh, it's kind of scripted that you die there at mm-hmm. the end of the tutorial because that's how you lose your arm. Spoilers for the first 30 minutes of the game. Also, all of the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch any more trailers after the uh, launch trailer, so I didn't know. But, um, yeah, so, like, you get your arm cut off, and it's like, hey, it's a prosthetic arm now that you can equip a bunch of things to. And, like, the, like you, it's, it's like Dark Souls, um, like, kind of the game, obviously, but it's more fast-paced, and I, I appreciate that, like, 20-fold. Like, the fact that Demon Souls... I keep saying Demon Souls. It's the first one. Dark Souls, it's like, oh, man, I died. I lost my stuff. Let's go back and get it. And, like, you don't have that option in Sekiro. You didn't get it back. It's just gone. Half's your money, half's your experience at that point for that level. It's just, like, gone. And there's no way to recover it. Uh, there's, there's like, a, a percent chance that you don't lose it when you die. But, like, it's weird. And then, like, when you die, because the tagline, Shadows Die Twice... You can actually like revive like right where you were, once, Be- like between like. Wow. I guess big fights. Video games have never done that before. Right, but That's it's worth it's just... putting in the back of the box quote <laughs> or no the subtitle even. Well, it's interesting because you can use it to your advantage of like wait for them to sort of get complacent. You just stand back up and slice them. It's like oh okay, it's it's kind of cool, but like it's not. I end up just dying anyways because you come back at half health and like you, you're already in a bad position. Like you died because like six people surrounded you. You're still surrounded by six people. You're probably still going to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing that's like screwy about Souls game is that, is that you can get comboed while on the ground. Like there's no, uh, there's no like, uh, don't kick a person while they're down. Uh, right. Uh, like code to the to the combat system. It's just uh, you know you can get cheesed completely. Oh yeah, yeah. The this game is actually not as bad about it though. Um, when you start hitting you when you're down, yes, but like uh, like surprise hits, like guys around corners, um, like completely unavoidable unless you knew they were there. Traps, stuff like that. Um, Dark Souls is is known for a lot of that kind of thing. Um, it's like, hey, you know, gotcha around the door. This one isn't near as bad as any of the previous games on that fact. Um, they kind of it's kind of cool because they set up like interesting scenarios. Like I said, I'm not too far. I've only got to it's uh, I've only got to like the end of uh, to the beginning of like the first boss. I fought him a couple times. I couldn't get anywhere with him. And then, like, I found out you can go a different way and do something else and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, it's, it's a cool game. It's got an interesting concept. Um, uh, it's kind of fun just to grappling hook everywhere. But it's not like, um, it's not like something Just Cause where you just grappling hook to whatever. It's like different grappling hook points. Like, oh, you know, like in, in Ocarina of Time. You remember, like, there was only, like, bullseyes you could grapple. But just imagine they're, like, everywhere and you don't have to aim at them. In Ocarina of Time, you could actually uh, just hit basically any tree or most wooden surfaces with the hookshot. 
That's true, but they were always kind of scripted areas, you know what I mean? And you had to aim at them, too. Like Some of them were. First. Some of them I definitely found. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this is like, you, you just, like, you can actually chain them and that kind of stuff. And um, the enemy variety is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be dudes um, with, like, different weapons for a long time. Until I got killed by a like a six foot tall chicken, like that was hilarious. Oh, the the peacock. There's... No, it's not a peacock. It's a rooster. I think it's a black rooster. Um, uh, I got killed by it uh, not because it's hard, because it kicked me off a cliff. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I come back and then like I stealth killed the chicken, and it's so, so satisfying because uh, what good was your you... grappling hook at that point? <laughs> It wasn't. Can, like can I said, you use it to grapple certain... with the with the hook? Nope. Oh. If there's not a grapple, it's if there's not a grappling point nearby, it just doesn't happen. Hmm. Like, <laughs> you just can't do it. Um, they 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 kind of teach you to do it uh, a lot quicker uh, further on in the in that same level um, because there's a fight. Not really a fight. There's a run the fuck away from a giant snake sequence. <laughs> And when I mean like giant snake, as in like its head is like the size of an elephant, and you're like, what the crap is this? Um, yeah, so it's the laminar, basically. Uh, basically, it's it's probably about half the size of the laminar, still really big. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with that kind of sequence, did they? I imagine it's a boss at some point, but did they find a way to make it uh, more dynamic, or is it sort of like Delameter in the sense that it's got scripted attacks, and it kind of is in it, this part of the environment, it's kind of stuck in a way? Um, so it's in its, like, there's this canyon that you need to sort of gap. It's actually, like, uh, the last... It, it's like a checkpoint to a checkpoint, which is, you know, a lot of what these Soulsborne games are. But the checkpoint that... <laughs> that you end up getting to is the last checkpoint before the final boss of that area. Uh, as far as I know, or whatever this boss that I'm stuck on that I had to go somewhere else to sort of beef myself up just to be sure. Um, I could beat him. Uh, the snake itself is sort of stuck in this Canyon area and it is very scripted as far as what goes on, but you can't really fight it. You just sort of have to run. So it's sort of like, um, it's, I mean, it's sort of like a, a, a stealth slash run run as fast as you can segment, like running between cover and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, it's not, I won't say it's the most dynamic thing in the game. It's probably the most scripted thing in the game because uh, it, it's kind of like, here's here's a scenario of dudes. Here, How can you kill them all slash stealth kill them and not get hurt? But this is literally just like, here is the path you're supposed to take. Um but it's still interesting in a way. It's like a nice break of like, okay, here's this sort of like open problem I gotta solve versus, okay, here's a sequence I gotta do. You know what I mean? Um, one of my favorite series, Oddworld, does this very well, um, where you go through various rooms and you're sort of puzzle solving, like, okay, how do I get past this room? How do I get past this room? But like at the end of uh, a couple of the temples, it's literally just a run. And here is like basically a memorized sequence of what you have to do to run, but it it, it feels really good uh, doing it because it's so intense. Um, 
and it's a lot about reaction and thinking on your feet you know when you're you know to a new spot otherwise it's memorization um but it reminded me of that right uh, so sort of favorite. the same kind of vibe as like the halo escape sequences where things are going to fall fall away uh, at scripted points but it's still thrilling to do yes yeah it's yeah so that's that's kind of what it reminds me of um I would say if this is the whole game, it would suck, but it's nice that it's sort of sprinkled in there, and it's the only place I've seen it in Sekiro so far. Um, so yeah, it's it's actually kind of weird. Like uh, I'm actually where I'm at in the game right now is a side area that is literally like a dream sequence of three years in the past, which is kind of weird. But like it's a side area, and I actually got a new like tool for my prosthetic arm doing this. From your memories. So, from my memories, which is just weird. Gotta love but, that video hey, game logic. True, yes. It's like it's like retconning your own gear for some reason. Which is, make, doesn't make sense because you didn't have the prosthetic three years ago. But uh, anyway, let's just... Let's, <laughs> look, we're going to stop trying there. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So about the prosthetic again, is there... Mm-hmm. The, the grappling hook, is there any way to... Or there's also sort of a climbing system in the game a little bit, and like a sidling along walls. Is that any use in combat, or is it strictly like a you do this a lot of combat, you do this this these animations while in combat? Certain enemies um, will allow you to grapple them or do things uh, with the grappling hook. Um, the boss that I can't beat right now, um, he has a sequence in which he starts doing something, and you can grappling hook to get close to him because uh, he has like I don't know some sort of blade on the end of a whip that he starts spinning around so you basically grapple him because he's standing on his horse and it sort of knocks him off balance and you get uh, a couple of hits in before um, he sort of re- rectifies himself okay, so that's interesting but it's not like hey I use the grappling hook to do X and you know like it's not like a normal thing you do during combat. There's just a prompt for it every once in a while. Uh, right. One way that I thought it would happen is there's these enemies with wooden shields um, that, like, it's very hard to hit them. And in any even small enemy can do a significant amounts of damage to you in the game. Um, so it's always good to be on your feet and, like, dodge and block and that kind of stuff. It's basically impossible to kill these guys without the prosthetic uh, equipment that is the axe that breaks shields um i kind of figured the grappling hook would have been good to pull the shield out of their hand or something but it, yeah it, it never prompts you so i think you can do that in uh metroid prime 3 is you get the energy grapple mm-hmm. to kind of wee motion enemy shields off and then just like shoot them <laughs> oh hey that shield goodbye <laughs> yeah okay um so you uh, played the Yoshi demo? Yeah, so it's a brutally punishing game. Uh, bleak world, ultra-violent. <laughs> you, you swallow men and then you turn them into eggs. Uh, if you've ever seen the old Newgrounds cartoon series, Rise of Mushroom Kingdom, that might apply. But otherwise, no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a rabbit hole. Um... <laughs> So yeah, it's it's just like a 2D side-scrolling Nintendo game. Uh, it's got the you know normal Yoshi gimmicks of 
the eating people and then throwing them out the eggs as a ranged attack. And you have your flutter jump. Uh, the only new kind of... Yeah, the new things that I noticed were you could throw the eggs back into the environment, like uh, in a 2.5D. background. Yeah. Yeah. And you could uh, knock over things and get uh, coins and different collectibles. Okay. And then there was the whole... It, w- it wasn't just like strictly a 2D level. It was... Uh, you, you'd come into junctions uh, and level where you could move backwards or forwards uh, in perspective to the camera, and you could go into okay. a different layer of the level, which was interesting. Yeah, they kind of demoed that in the trailers. Um, so is that like, hey, here's an option to backtrack and go get stuff, or is it like this is the the path forward is to go back? Uh, it's not, I think left would be back, and in this sense it's like towards the camera. Uh, and yeah, you you just explore different parts of the level, essentially. Okay. I got you. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a little note. The demo, the the demo is pretty fun. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, if it was, if I was going to play a whole game of that, I would need it to introduce the new mechanics, but I think it's just like the the uh, Yoshi swallowing and the egg uh, toss. Right. Yeah, kind of what it's been since Super Mario World 2. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a good point about Yoshi is that you end up not doing too much different with him. It ends up being more about what the world he is in more so than anything. And, you know, that's fine um, for certain types of games, but I feel like with the Mario, Super Mario Brothers 2D and the Yoshi series, you really kind of, like, even Kirby has, like, you inhale different enemies and you get new powers from them as you go on, but right. you just need, like, something to, to spice it up. Right. <clears throat> um, I will say I will probably be playing this. Um, my brother just picked it up yesterday on a whim. Uh, I guess it came out yesterday. We were actually at Best Buy um, before I picked up my daughters to uh, to get a audio jack for me because I figured out after owning this car for close to seven years, I actually have an auxiliary cable and I can actually listen to music from my phone in the car. Um, it was hiding in a weird place, so I bought a double-ended auxiliary cable. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, I got Yoshi's uh, Crafted World." And I was like, "Wow, that was that was an impulse buy, wasn't it?" And he was like, "Well, salesman got me." <laughs> yeah. I <was> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, we'll probably play it together. <laughs> I guess it is co-op. Uh, yeah. And, you know, again, just like really punishing enemies. Just, just <laughs> the hardest platforming you've ever done. Uh, so what have you been playing besides... Uh... Um, so speaking about freaking ridiculous platforming, Turok, um, and I'm not even kidding, Like that's a good segue, because uh, I'm... Like I said, like I, I played it a little bit um, a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to finish the Champion's Ballad before I moved on. 
uh, from Breath of the Wild. And I did finish that. I got the motorbike. Meh. Like, the cutscenes were okay. I think the last one was the best. Um, the Just real quick, uh, I do disagree with you on one point. There was entirely one new thing in that, in that DLC, Haru, and it was the final boss. That was actually an amazing fight. The final boss of the DLC. Um, I actually I honestly forgot because I feel like it does some of the mechanics from the other four. Uh, uh, what are they called? Robot bosses? And then mixes it with some new uh, stuff? Or was it was it the no, was really. it was it the other um the... It's one of the monks that like dissipate when you get the orbs. Um and it's like uh it's it's a, it's more akin to fighting the uh the Yuka clan, Yuka clan, whatever they are. Right, the it's the, more akin the to finding there. one of them. Because you have to pick up the giant ball, the ch- spiky ball with your ability and then slam mm-hmm. it into him at some point. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. Yeah, it's more akin to that, but it's it's very different in uh, a lot of, a lot of ways. Um, the ch- the challenges and doing like I, I don't know, I, I enjoyed that DLC quite a bit. Uh, been attempting the master sword thing off and on. Um, I don't have the patience to do that right now, so I switched to Turok. <laughs> and like I mentioned before, I'm actually a lot better at the game now that it's not on an N64 and you actually have dual stick. Um, but uh, what's unforgiving about the game is the platforming. Um, and I'm having an issue with my Joy-Con, and I noticed this uh, in Turok uh, specifically, but um, also in Breath of the Wild that I started playing. My left Joy-Con um, makes me walk forward when I don't want it to sometimes. Uh, so when you're trying some tricky platforming that will insta-kill you if you fall off, uh, it gets kind of frustrating. So wait. So you mean, um, like, like, is it motion controlled movement or is it like just a stick? Just stick movement. Huh. I think there's uh, something wrong with my Joy-Con. So <clears throat> that's not fun. Um, because I mean, literally, there's sections. It's like here's a bunch of pillars. Jump between the pillars to get to the next area. Oh, by the way, if you fall, you die. It's like. What, what do you mean? And it's like, you know, Turok is an old old FPS, so it has, like, a life system. So it's like, hey, you know, like, it, you go back at the last checkpoint with the one less life and, like, none of your guns. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you still have your guns, but, like, your ammo is, like, deplenished and you lose a backpack, which would have increased your max ammo. And for certain guns, like the shotgun, it's just ridiculous. It's like, oh, well, 20 shots, cool, that's not enough. It's not enough. Like when some of these enemies take somewhere upwards of like eight or nine sometimes. So yeah, it's, it, it's fun. Um, I haven't finished it. I've gotten a lot further, uh, than I used to in the old games because a, I was too scared to do it when I was younger. I was like 10 playing this game series. Um, too, too scared to do it without cheats, I should say. So I've actually fought a boss. I've never fought, even though I love Turok. And it was not a fun fight. Um, you had to fight some guy in a Hummer. And it's really weird. And then you blow a up Hummer. the Hummer. And then, yeah, literally a Hummer. This game about You're dinosaurs and, you know, monsters. It's like, but what if cars? Yes. 
and then, and then you kill the the car, uh, and then I'm like, okay, cool. So maybe the dude that I'm supposed to be fighting that was in the cutscene is who I'm going to kill now. Then a second car shows up, <laughs> a, a second Hummer, and I'm like, okay, I'll kill the second Hummer, and then the dude starts fighting me, and he has more health than both of the cars, and I'm like, okay. This doesn't make sense, but I ran out of ammo mid-fight, and I had to knife him down. I had to knife down this boss, and it was just aggravating. And then a third Hummer shows up, and you look in the driver's side window, and it, and the and the scaly, cold, dead eyes stare back out, out at you and say, Alan, it's time to wake up. <laughs> You're back on the island. <laughs> Good Jurassic Park 3 da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, it was good. Um, but yeah, like, it was just like, it's weird. The game is a lot weirder than I remember it. It's like, there's not a lot of dinosaurs to kill. It's mostly raptors. And then, like, there's some dimetrodons, which aren't even dinosaurs. They're, they're like pre-dinosaur reptiles. So, like... It's so weird. And then there's like these cave leaper things that are dinosaur-like. And then the big muscly dinosaur dudes that we talked about last time. But aside from that, it's all just people still. And it's really weird. Just like the game is like super blocky. And I mean like Mario 64 blocky still. And (laughs) it's just like whatever. I'm gonna keep playing it. It's, it's fun, but like, uh, it, it's 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 some old school bullcrap. I will say that. Um, but like, because I've never played it without cheats and that kind of stuff, like I'm encountering enemies and weapons that I never did before. Even though I've been, you know, I played this the when it first came out, because I always used cheats back then. And yeah, it was just like, oh okay, this is a thing, and like, there's like spike traps and stuff I've never seen and rocks fall, everyone dies which by the way uh, in N64 days they didn't hide that kind of stuff, right? So you're walking by and if you look up in the air, there's just floating rocks above you (laughs) and then when you walk far enough it triggers the event and the rocks fall Right. so it's like if I had just looked up I would have known they were there and just like triggered it and walked backwards it's just like, it's just, it's old did the it's old you had your your right stick on the n64 right it was just like super weird it was the c buttons if you remember so you had a joystick a d-pad and the c buttons and the way turok used it is the left the the joystick was the left uh was i mean for most people held it with the joystick being in the left hand with the z button and then the right hand being a b and the c buttons um well, the C buttons were how you aimed, and the, and the joystick was how you moved. And aiming with like, like directional buttons is not fun. Uh, it never, it wasn't fun back then. But now that it's actually like two joysticks, it's much easier. Um, it's also funny because like the way you run in that game. You ever seen people lean when they run, like they're some sort of motorcycle? That's how people run in this game. It's like leaning left and right really hard. <laughs> this is like, wow. <laughs> Just like the Olympians oh. do. 
Um, what I what I liked in Turok was, uh, and this is my only memory of it, like my cousin playing it when I was like way younger. Um, mm-hmm. Is I think if you put on an invulnerability sheet, you could uh, sink down in the pools of lava. Uh, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, like, opaque, it was just, like, red liquid, so you could see through the lava and you could kind of explore, even though you'd be burning and drowning <laughs> and all those right. things. Yeah, there's actually more than lava that hurts you. So lava hurts you for, it's like, I think it's five or ten damage, like a tick, a, a second. There's actually you know, just like real life. hurts you... Right, yeah, we're like real life. You can you, you have a hundred health and you can survive ten seconds in lava. It, yeah, that's totally totally how it works. Um, but there's tar that does like two damage, which is like a lot less. So it's like weird. It's like all this stuff like don't touch the floor. Here's a bunch of platforming in this shooter game. It's like oh my gosh, Platf- And I was like I can't imagine. So I'm having trouble platforming. I mean, granted, I do have the Joy-Con issue, but I'm having like you can platform in this game fairly decently with the two joysticks but I was like imagine back in the day when you didn't have that option it was the sucky controls and you had to platform like this all the time it's like I I just I can't I can't imagine how people beat this game or were even good at it back then (laughs) and they made three of these games on the N64 three and no wonder they were kind of shoddy yeah I mean, I like Turok a lot. I still like it. It's just like, it's it's um, it's hard to control, even now. So I don't know. It's okay, for one. It's only like eighty dollars, and you'll get a new Joy-Con. I mean, I still have my original black ones that I don't use. I actually bought like a left and right, uh, red and red and blue. Okay, um, so those are the ones that are broken. The left one, it seems, yeah. So I can just replace it with a black one. Just have, like, a black and a blue controller. Um, so, believe it or not, uh, something on YouTube made me angry. I know okay. this is a revelatory discovery, but uh, have you ever played Majora's Mask? Briefly. I don't enjoy Majora's Mask very much, or I didn't then. So you haven't played Majora's Mask to completion. Not to completion, no. Uh, yeah, the, that's kind of like the intro. Um, I j- there's a video I saw about just the changes they made in the, in the 3DS remake. And it made me go, you know what, that was bullshit! <laughs> because what? the... Okay. Early in the game, you're transformed into a Deku Scrub, and you have this movement ability where you spin around, and it's an attack... Because uh, the tip of your cap kind of flies up, centripetal force style, and has like a spirally, like fairy wisp uh, edge on it. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to use this attack to uh, launch yourself on, uh, like, off of a ledge on, into water to skip across the water onto lily pads. Because if you you had like uh, several like hops once you touch the surface of water, and if you got to the final hop, which was a, a high jump and you went back down to mm-hmm. the water, you would insta-die, uh, like falling off a ledge. Um, and they changed the momentum in the new game, 
Uh, so okay. that when you spin, it doesn't like increase your momentum. You just sort of like you you can't jump as easily because you'll get, you'll get into this entropic uh, loop of like going out into the water and spinning, but you didn't spin for long enough on land because you were just on a teeny little lily pad, and you will kind of just like kind of hop in place with not enough momentum because you won't each jump to the next and just waste all your jumps in like a very short short amount of uh, horizontal distance. And you'll die. It's kind of hmm. you can kind of trap yourself in like unrecoverable situations. Oh, you know what that reminds me? I actually encountered a glitch in Sekiro that killed me. <laughs> yeah. I jumped somewhere I shouldn't have jumped. Like I got stuck between a wall and a rock. Like. There's literally just this wooden structure that's up against a walk, a rock, and then I got stuck between the rock and the wall, and I was just stuck there, like falling forever, and then it just said dead, and <laughs> killed me. Shocking. Like, but it took Response like five minutes to game. kill me. Uh, yeah, that's that's happened in like every open world game I've ever played. I just, I, I was just like, I was flabbergasted. I was like, well, how did I even get in here? I couldn't get out, and then, yeah. Sorry, continue with Majora's Mask, though. <laughs> yeah, um, the other thing, the bigger thing, uh, like, there's just, like, a bunch of needless changes, frankly, in uh, the 3DS version. Uh, like, they changed some of the bosses, which is cool and fine, and it creates new fights, and I'm, you know, all in favor of that. But they also removed mm-hmm. features. Like, you, the, there used to be, like, a, when you transform into a Zora, right, the fish people? you would uh, become this angular, like, tall guy, and you'd walk into the water, and you'd start swimming like a dolphin. You'd, like, do a front flip, and then you'd shoot forward like Aquaman, basically. And you'd, okay. you'd have this, like, uh, really, really advanced for the time uh, water movement where you would kind of aim yourself like a torpedo. So if you, like, if you changed your pitch and you crested out of the water, you would, like, flip out of the water and, like, sloosh back in. And the, the, the movement in the 3DS game, they removed that and like, kept it only as the, uh, like, uh, you, you used to be able to project electrical force u- using mana uh, while you were doing this dolphin swimming, but now you can only do the dolphin swimming while you're consuming your uh, magic energy. And the normal swimming is just like this kind of, you know, dog paddle underwater and you kind of, like, change your direction, you change how you're... It's like how... It's like a bastardized version of all the swimming mechanics in the other uh, Zelda games with underwater portions. It, it's just not... It's not... I, like, people are saying they did it because you could, like, crash into walls when you're dolphin swimming. But, okay. But it's, it's just worse because... Uh, it... it not only is it like less fun, but it doesn't make sense for Azora because they're these water adapted people. So for them to swim like a like a human, even though they've got fins and stuff and their bodies all streamlined, it's 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 nonsense. Oh, it's kind of. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm just thinking about like playing Majora's Mask. How much? <laughs> how much I'd rather just play the original. Uh, or, right or the game on GameCube. Yeah, yeah. The 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 what? What did they do? It was like the 
here's every Zelda up to now kind of thing. Everyone, yeah, except Link of the Past and, you know, some of the 2D games. Uh, they mm-hmm. did the first two and then the two and then Ecstasy 4 Zeldas on the uh, promotional collector's edition disc for uh, this old GameCube bundle. Which is actually uh, the one I got when I was very young that got me into Zelda. Okay. So, um, I guess the last thing is we want to talk a bit about Dungeons and Dragons, as we're wont to do. Fortran, did you say you had an experience with uh, your switch up with your game? Right. So, um, I made a decision uh, last week that um, I, I, I hate to admit this, but I don't like DMing. I know how to do it. Uh, I'm told I'm very good at it. I just don't like doing it. Um, so I'm probably better at a, like a one shot kind of thing. Um, but I was sitting there, uh, after our gaming session, uh, not this Thursday, but the Thursday before. And I was like, okay, um, I'm just not enjoying because I was have I was going to have to DM this past Thursday that we just had. Um, and I was like, I'm not in, not really feeling it. I don't feel like planning for it. I know what needs to happen in the story. I'm just like, eh, I don't know. And then uh, one of our players uh, said he mentioned he wanted to start DMing something. So I was like, you know what? You start doing it. So we had our session zero slash beginning of the session uh, last Thursday. Uh, so he took over for me. Um, so now it's my brother DMing and uh, our friend uh, Bob. We'll call him Bob uh, DMing. And we had to make characters, and I said I was going to fill. Uh, so there's seven people in the party. Um, and then we had, like, uh, it's actually, it's this is also fifth edition. Um, so, like, but we weren't, it's, it's an interesting concept of how to build a character. Uh, I've never done this, but it's the way the official dungeon, uh, Dungeons & Dragons League works. It's like you're only allowed to use a book and one resource or something like that. It, are you yeah, familiar it's, with it's, this, Haru? I, I have two well, one ongoing, one should be starting. Adventurous League games and right. Uh, yeah, it's Player's Handbook plus one, and it's for everything except spells and backgrounds. Right. So he kind of said, um, "Forget about that. Has to be. Um, has to be more like a, a, a the Player's Handbook, like." Um, he said any two books um, with the given being the player's handbook. It's like if you chose like a subclass out of a different book, that's okay to use the player's handbook in, in, in concert with that, I guess. Um, so what I ended up picking was Volo's Guide to Monsters plus um, Xanathar's, um, which is all I used because I wasn't going like way out of way out of line, so it's a little more flexible than the league. But um, I made myself a goblin barbarian, and the reason why I use Xanathar's is there's a sub class. Uh, you know, the ba- different most classes have different paths, um, but there's the ancestral spirit or the spirit guardian or something like that path for barbarian where the first enemy you hit is either restrained or assisted or something like that by your basically ancestral mentor kind of thing. So I was looking at that, um, 
while we're all making our characters and I was I told I, I you know I was one of the last people to decide because I said I was going to be Phil so I just like okay I'm just going on the fly and make a character so I made tick uh tick tob tick tob big tob big tob there you go I got there uh-huh. uh big tob the survivor who is a goblin barbarian uh who is this the spirit barbarian um, who lost everyone in his tribe? They were un, they were unjustly murdered, and he's out to find the the group of people who did it. That sounds like a D and D character, all right. Well, so it's not like uh, so instead of it being like you know like oh like uh, uh, what do you call it? Oh, I want to say all like mopey and like that kind of thing about it like he's a barbarian right so he he's like he get, makes him angry right so like one of the things he does and uh, everyone was like cracking up laughing because I, I, I try to make my character somewhat comedic because that's, that's what entertains me so Big Tob um, when he goes into rage he cries okay. like just uncontrollably cries and screams and stuff uh, so it was it was kind of fun to sort of think of like a character concept of like a super emotional barbarian because like you think about like it's just rage, but it's like I mean like sorrow can come out of that too, right? You can be angry and sad at the same time, so that's kind of what it is. So it's um, like me every time I play D and D. Right. Um. So what 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 he ends up he's basically we're level one right so it's not like something super special, um, he just has two hand axes four javelins and um, a mace which is literally like one of the barbarian starting packages that's it like he's not like super awesome or anything um, but we're playing uh, we're playing one of the uh, books uh, there's two books so when you put them together it's a level one to twenty. So we're actually playing out of one of the adventure books. I've never played out of an adventure book. Which one is uh, it? I don't remember. I know it's set in Faroon. Um, other than that, I don't really know. Uh, we had to pick like people in a bar that we were close to, and we're in um, Waterdeep. Something to, something to do with Waterdeep. Right. Um, and we have to, like... So we got in a bar fight to protect one of our contacts or whatever that we all sort of knew. Um, and I started out, I was the first one in the fight cause barbarian. And, uh, I tried to jump on the dudes back who started the fight with our, you know, our party's friend, the MTC. Uh, and so I jumped into the fight and I ended up, uh, since I'm, Oh, I didn't say, uh, because I'm a goblin, I'm super short. Right. So I'm three foot two, a really short, like I'm barely taller than my two-year-old daughter, um, but my <laughs> my mohawk is a foot tall, so I look four feet tall uh-huh. with a red mohawk. Uh-huh. Uh, and then my 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 friend who's the DM was like, okay, so how do you keep that mohawk up? Like uh like because he loves mohawks. He's like, how do you keep that up? I was like, oh, so it's a goblin ritual, which we actually insert spikes in our head when we're babies, and those spikes actually kind of grow up the hair like a tomato. And he was like, I was just like, just on the fly creating all this stuff. And he was like, he's like, yes, I love it. Go with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like I go into fight and I basically sure you can like uppercut uh, a guy in the balls. And that's how I start like my first action in the game is 
punching someone in the balls as a barbarian. It was just like, I don't know. It was fun. Like, <laughs> it's fun to play a goofy character. Um, but like, uh, one of the things is like, they got the whole table laughing is I actually do a voice for the character. So excuse me if this is loud, Haru, you might want to turn down your mic, but like, uh, so it's like, he was, he was going around and he was started. He put me at last for some reason, I guess. Cause he was still, uh, just the way that we were sitting at the table, um, which is weird. Cause he did counterclockwise. And if it was first, I would have been you know, right after him clockwise. Um, but he was like, okay, so introduce your character and that kind of stuff. And everyone's like, okay, well I'm this and this, I, you know, this is my family. I'm here because of this, blah, blah, blah. Right, the, the sort of thing, the backstory, and it kind of did it like that, and just like their normal talking voice, and it gets around to me, and I'm like, I am Big Tube, I am the Goblin Barbarian Survivor, and I was just like going off in my whole backstory. It's like they can't, and then like they were at like people allowed to ask you questions, right? Uh, and then like uh, they're like, who killed your bar? Who killed your tribe? And it's like I don't know. And then I just started crying. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so yeah, excuse me for my horrible voice. Uh, especially that probably didn't translate well on on uh, Audacity. But hey, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I actually posted it uh, uh, on Twitter, uh, like a, a concept drawing of what um, he is. Right, so that's where I saw, saw your guy. Uh... Yes, uh, yeah, Big Tob. Yep, he's he's actually on my Twitter. So yeah, that's that's what I've been doing with D and D. So uh, I also had a an experience. Uh, let's call it in the Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh, we were in the Lost City of Omu from the uh, uh, Tomb of Annihilation campaign. And sure. Yeah. We- we were near this uh, uh, lizard temple. I had missed the last session because of uh, conflicts, really. Uh, and Schedule conflicts, yeah. So I, I was... This, this would be a fourth session in total. And we, we started off just in a fight for some reason. I was like, oh, cool. We, you guys must have screwed something up. Um, and, God, Uh-oh. the Yanti. The numerous, numerous Yanti. <laughs> No, oh, the snake people, for people who don't know what you're talking about, yeah. Yes, and they have this ability where they have snake arms, that if they hit you, you're grappled, and you're restrained, and it's... Ugh. Ugh. Oof, yeah. So I was playing my Storm Sorcerer, and this is literally the whole session. Is is It, it was four hours of combat, because we have a party of, like, mm. six players, and there was at least ten Yanti in the initiative order at one point. Uh, so it just took forever. Um, but, but it was, it was really engaging because, uh, I, I, I tried out my whole Shadowblade combo of Shadowblade and Booming Blade that I was talking about last week, and I had switched around my Sorcerer build, uh, so I was instead, uh, using, uh, uh, Quicken Spell as my meta magic, so what I could do is I could spend, uh, Quicken Spell to essentially multi-attack. Uh, in a turn, uh, and and cast booming blade twice, uh, and attack <laughs> with this with this uh, sword. And God, just just because uh, 
but the group hadn't rested since like a second session. So I was down like oh most gosh. of my most of my spell slots, and I had like yeah, I had a bunch of second levels, but I had one third level and uh, two first levels, um, and we're like level seven at this point, so we have fourth level spell slots. Sure. But God, I just I made a mistake um, because I used my third level to cast Blink, which uh, viewers will note. Uh, has a, if you roll a d20, if you roll essentially 50%, the higher 50%, uh, you disappear from this plane, and you, uh, at the start of your next turn, you reappear, uh, and you can move within, you can teleport in a distance of 10 feet from where you're uh, poofed out. So you literally you can't be hit. You're just invulnerable. Uh, problem with that is that you don't actually soak attacks with this spell, and they just go to your other party members. <laughs> True. Yes. So it, it was helpful, but from I, I was at full health by the end of the fight. Um, basically, I got hit once and I had to make one concentration check. Uh, not for blink, because that's not concentration. Uh, but but I because I cast that with my thir- third level, I only had uh, second level for shadow blade, so it was only doing two d eight, and that was not enough for these uh, lizard folk because they were just. Just tank. I literally, we were having terrible luck. Like our monk kept missing with both of his normal attacks. I was hitting more often than the monk. It felt like as a caster using my melee ability. (laughs) Um, and they got. We had a a grave cleric who had that uh, natural twenty canceling ability, and she burned through like almost all of her uses. Uh, like five uses because the the freaking DM kept rolling crits and we kept rolling like really badly and they were like dragging our NPC and they downed one of our players and they were dragging him off too. Uh, I think it was oh wow. I think it was like a supposed to lose fight that we just kept trying on <laughs> or something to that effect. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Four hours of that. That sounds intense. Wow. But yeah, we were rolling pretty poorly. Uh, I, but I was still hitting things. But because I only had the second level version of the spell up, I was only doing uh, our 3d8 uh, worth of damage with Booming Blade and the uh, Shadow Blade. And I, I rolled a natural 20. I got one natural 20. My first natural 20 ever. Uh Oh, yeah? So that was great, because I got to roll uh, 3d8s. And I hit this snake man with... And I was like, yeah, all right. He gets 40 damage. Is he he evaporated? And the DM's like, "Uh, no, he's still standing. And I was like, well, jeez, no wonder we're dying. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's... Huh. There's what? There's, um... There's ten of these guys with a ton of hit points, and we'd all burned our AoE spells. I think I was one of the only casters with uh, much control ability. Oh, so it was just... It was it was a bad Rough. news. Yeah, that's... Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see how that went. Not so well. It was the funniest thing. We actually won the fight somehow, and we saved everyone, because this is Tomb of Annihilation, so you can't resurrect people, because that's the whole 
premise of the campaign. That, right. Um, we actually made it without anyone going down fully. Uh, and after the fight, we were walking back to the this like uh, uh, hovel that we found where we could rest. And the <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, uh, roll a history check for that last fight." And it was literally two, two, three, five, two, two. And we were like, wow, that's just the whole night right there. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. So that was that was a debacle and a half. My other campaign was going pretty bit better, though. Uh, we had some success there, although that was also very... Uh, very heavy uh, combat for this last session. Very uh, dungeon grindy. Sure, I get you. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's how D and D is. Sometimes it just feels grindy. It's up to the DM to sort of figure out how to handle that, or if the players like that, then that's what happens. But yeah, it's I'm I'm excited to see how it is playing out of a book. Um, cause I've never done this before at all. Like I've always done, um, and, and played in, uh, custom campaigns. Um, and I actually appreciate the work that goes into these books because there's all sorts of things that are already laid out that like most of the time, even uh, that I would even, uh, sort of half ass because I wouldn't expect them to care about it, but sometimes right. they do. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to think on the fly and it's actually kind of nice uh to to see like everything like there's the utmost prepared dm versus the prepared dm <laughs> right so okay cool um i just wanted to say real quick we... my other campaign it wasn't it was four initiatives in in one session instead of one initiative over the entire session so it was also grindy okay but it was oh, yeah we, we were we were getting through it we were making progress uh, right, it didn't. It didn't feel like riding a, a one of those bicycles up on a stand that doesn't go anywhere. Action packed, <laughs> uh, Dungeons right. and Dragons. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, um, that's all we have for today, folks. Um, you know, we just talked about what we've been doing this week. Um, I'm sure something will come up. We're still waiting for Monster Hunter news at some point. Don't um, don't don't, don't hold your breath on that, guys. It's not. I know I wouldn't I think but that's the only thing coming up that uh, that I would really say is like a big like on the horizon for me Uh, I think the next game I'm going to be getting is Mortal Kombat which is the end of next month so we'll see well you never know Uh, there's uh, May they start making their early E3 announcements and stuff happens oh they did I guess they did announce Borderlands 3 that was a big discussion this week (laughs) I forgot about that. So, yeah, we're just going to end it here. <laughs> Big fan of Borderlands here on the Hunter, Hunter side. Yep, yep. I hate it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, this is uh, Fort One. Uh, you can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, you'll probably see me doing some D&D stuff. Uh, and I don't know. I've been kind of going heavy. I talked about it last time kind of going heavy on the game development stuff so maybe some stuff about that who knows um but uh i will catch you guys next quest and on that quest where will you be haru i am uh at a dead brand on twitter uh 
really not too active there. You probably don't need to uh, concern yourself, but yeah. We'll see you all next week. So, long story short, just listen to the podcast. That's how we find out about If you're already listening at this, po- <laughs> to this podcast, please continue listening to this podcast, yes. <laughs> you're